Microphone checker. Oh, yeah. Shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only, the legendary, Uncle Ralph McDaniels. Man, let me tell you something. So many years in this game of hip-hop. A believer, okay? Somebody who was like, nah, man, this is not just a fad. And believed in it when it was early on. Directing so many different videos for your favorite artists, man. Come on, man. Make sure you put Uncle Ralph McDaniels' episode of the Premium Pete Show on your to-do list. And Tess, let me tell you something, okay? Whenever I tell you to open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, and check the fuck in. Let me know what you listen to. Let me know what you're listening to. I love when internet's worldwide. Let me know who they're listening to, where they're listening from. You know, listen, blessings to you, blessings to your family, blessings to your kids, blessings to everybody. Listen, don't only think this is just, I mean, look, you are listening to a podcast, but it's more than a podcast. Premium Pete Show, Premium Pete is for the people. For the people, man. I'm not, I'm not listen, I big up, uh, do a bunch of work, uh, with so many different podcasts, okay? I'm not one of those big people trying to be like, oh, there's a podcast, you got to listen to this, fuck everybody else. Nah, man, the space is beautiful. I've been here when it was cute, when people were like, oh, you doing a podcast? Rest in peace, my brother, Combat Jack, forever, okay? And now to see the, the space thriving so much, it makes me proud. To still be around podcasting, producing, creating, makes me proud, so if you're doing a podcast, stop looking at the next person's podcast and what numbers they're doing. Just do it and be loyal to the people who are listening to you. But most of all, enjoy what you're doing. And try and be a little different too because there is a lot of the same shit in there. But never change who you are. You understand? Internets, on my uh, Instagram, at Premium Pete, I recently put up something. You know when I get into my Pastor Pete mode and I put up, love your parents. We are so busy growing up. We often forget they are also growing old. That's just a reminder, Internet. Hold on. Let me tell you again. Love your parents. We are so busy growing up, we often forget they are also growing old. Internet, let me tell you something. If your parents are with you, call them up. Show them some love. You know, stop by. Have dinner with them. Lunch with them. They are not here no more. Rest in peace and prayers. They are not your angels watching over you. You know, it's important as a parent, it's important to understand you know, our parents. And everything may not be perfect, and I'm sure there's relationships that people have very stale relationships with their parents. But, you know, if you do have a relationship with them or account, you know, if, you, if there's one that's damaged that can be salvaged, I would take the opportunity to do that. Family is everything, man. You know, and, 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 and it's important to appreciate the memories we have. You never know when, you know, God is going to call you. So, you know, and, and appreciate the times. You know, it's good to... You know, be fresh and 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 you know, stay stay dipped and 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 look good and 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 really enjoy your vices. But family, you know, spend that time, man. That's why presence over presence was created, because uh, people will never remember all the gifts you bought them, but they will remember the times and moments that you created together. Before we get into this week's episode, man, I want to tell you, okay, we're on YouTube. Subscribe, rate, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Okay? We're on Google Play. What I want you to do is go to iTunes. Okay? If you fuck with iTunes, go there. People always tell me, yo, Premium Pete, what could I do for you? I appreciate you. Go to iTunes. Rate. Leave a comment. Blow that rating up. Get that shit up there. Okay? Leave a comment. I'm not asking you to uh, you know, do something that you don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's okay. I love you. But if you want to support, do that, man. Spread the word. I always say, if there's a certain episode that you fucked with or that you could think is good for somebody else, send it to them. 
That's all. Send it to him. On this week's episode, okay, three-time returning guest, my brother, Joseph Sakura. You might know him as Tommy Egan on the hit TV show series Power, okay, with 50 and Ghost and Proctor and so many different people, okay? But we didn't come back to only talk about power. I mean, we talk about power. Talk about entrepreneurship, acting advice, life, therapy, and so much more. Three-time returning guest, my friend, the great Joseph Sikora, on this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show. Internets, love your family, love yourself, okay? Spend a couple of minutes each day alone in silence, okay? And I want to say this. If you made a lot of choices in your life that fucked up and you could change your life around, I promise you, okay? Just put in the work, have the patience, and when it gets uncomfortable... Don't stop. I'm living proof. Internets, I present to you the return of Joseph Sikora, episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer. Tommy Egan. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the other smooth voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go. Internets, let's turn up one time. Premium Pete. Come on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the Show cause milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting down here with a third time returning guest. Is that th- that's right? Third time returning guest. It's not only a guest, he's a friend of mine, friend of ours. Okay. Mm, it's a big difference. That's status. It's a, it's a big difference. Okay. <laughs> some people, some people may call him uh, Tommy Egan, right? Some people may call him Joseph. Sikora. Some people may call him a Chicago native, entrepreneur, actor. Um, this is true. Uh, there's a couple other things. Grapher. You know, yeah. You know, there's so much. Anyway, internet, my man, Joseph Sikora, back in the building. Good to be here, Premium Pete. Oh, man, listen. First of all, I'm so excited for people who uh, visit or are living in the tri-state area. Uh, you have a, a, a new partnership, and you know, with Mama Tried, a bar. Yeah, right? you know, I'm a, a, you're an, you're, a, you're a, a small owner. owner, but I am a part owner, and it's a great little bar, man, in a, in a neighborhood that is um, starting to, uh, you know, change with Industry City being so big over there. Anyway, the name of the bar is Mama Tried, and it is at 787 Third Avenue in, what do we call it, Pete? Sunset Brooke. Park? Yeah, it was Sunset Park. Yeah, yeah. Sunset do not Park, get Brooklyn. do not get a different okay because you live from Chicago. You start throwing around names that are wrong. People are not going to like it. Been here twenty years, man. I'm sorry. What am I supposed to do? All right, all right. I blame uh, blame the internet. Blame Instagram for putting that on <laughs> for, in, for, for Greenwood tagging, Heights. I'm tagging the Greenwood Heights. At least it wasn't Greenwood Cemetery. Well, yeah. I put Greenwood Cemetery originally. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're going to end up. You know uh, what made you want to get into even you know being an owner in a bar? You know. Well, I think like anything, when you go into um, entrepreneurial ventures, it's important to say, um, like in acting too, here's a good parallel, is that you should know your audience. And I think that the audience or the clientele of the bar in that area of um, South Brooklyn, there's, you know, there's not, there's a lot of industry, industry city, of course, there's a lot of uh, fix it places, a little um, car auto stops, not a 
and a lot of uh, food trucks, but I felt sure. like this bar is a it's a nice meeting place. You get done with work, you want to grab a beer. Um, the the neighborhood, you know, the north section of sure. Sunset Park, right there by the cemetery. It was kind of lacking of a of a place like this. I know a lot of people from the entertainment industry, and I mean crew people. Um, people that are grips and electric all live around this neighborhood, and uh, I knew that the, the the demand was out there, so I thought it would be a wise investment. What's that guy you, you always put on your Instagram story? The tying guy, cool oh, guy, uh, Joe Puglio. Joe Puglio, yeah. Shouts to Joe Puglio. Yeah, Joey P. Man, that's my guy. Now, now, do do they come pick you up? Like when you have to, you know, uh, go to the job and check yeah, in? Yeah, they do it, on this job. That wasn't always the case, but yeah, uh, <laughs> on power. Just show the fuck up. Yeah, it's you know? like get yourself there. <laughs> so on um, power, when you say like they pick you up, you can't just call in, like an, they can't call you an Uber. They have like regular like it's a They union have regular job. Teamsters. I mean, they they I think in a in a in a desperate way, if like there's something fell apart, they could probably call an Uber, have you go take an Uber or whatever. But um, there's you know there's unions and the unions have uh, have Drivers. pretty strict rules. It's like you can't, you're not gonna like on set. You're not gonna have somebody who's not in the electric department uh, moving lights around and just like you're not gonna have somebody driving any equipment around or talent around if they're not a teamster. So do they pick up other people or just pick up you? Uh, they pick up other people. The 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 four leads of the show got these kind of cool SUVs for the last uh, two seasons, which has been fantastic. It's like know? an assessor ride, you know what I mean? Oh my god, it's fantastic! <laughs> it's a, it, it really is. It's I mean, I, everybody's I, house and picking them up. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> Get to work, you know. Yeah, that would be not uncommon over by me. Uh, the accessor rides. Uh, yeah, listen, you know, it's when you think about it, you know, e e even when even when you think about like just in general the the. The, the craft services is something I always find fond of. You know, like meaning uh, Sopranos, uh, when I had Furio on, Federico Castelluccio, mm. okay? And he was telling me how the, the, the craft service was was incredible. You know, they had, you know... With Sopranos was a special thing into itself, though. I hear, I've, I keep hearing stories about Sopranos craft services and, and uh, the James Gandolfini getting, like, 12 uh, food trucks and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, great gifts and incredible food and homemade food and people... So, you know, it's legendary at this point. Yeah. You know, you you think about stuff like that. You know, it's like it really just makes people. I'll never forget when we did the Combat Jack show on Complex. We were a video. It was the first video series they ever did, and and we had a tremendous production. It was almost like I don't want to say it was a film, but it was very fucking close mm -hmm. to it. I swear to God that when you see those buckets out, you know those buckets with all the 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 square, uh, you know, uh, uh, buckets where they keep cameras and wires in there. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Like I don't know what they're called, but me but, neither. Yeah. I don't know bins. Yeah, but yeah, but there we go. But when you see that, you know they're official. But we had, you know, I remember having they had mozzarella tomato there for the kid, <laughs> beefsteak, uh, um, tomatoes too. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, nice thick. <laughs> you know, w listen. Um, we we went over so many things with Joseph Sikor when we had you on the first time, the second time we went over the journey where you grew up, Chicago, and we still are debating Chicago. Well, this this well, Chicago yeah. pizza, yeah. which has taken on a totally different. The debate is not so much now where we're at now. It's not so much who's better, who's exactly. not, who's who, who. That's all you know. My dad would always say, "De gustibus non desputanum s." What you, the fuck You cannot is that argue things of beauty. <laughs> so uh, pizza is just beautiful. So that's that's as high and as low as what we get with that. So I think that the lesson that we've learned on our pizza discussions is um, 
the different kind of the ins and outs of maybe where the pizza came from. Chicago pizza really was so much more like New York pizza sure. until the 1940s, until the war. And so after the war, after the soldiers kind of came home in the mid and uh, late 40s uh, from overseas, specifically from Europe, they had they would eat and drink more in the pubs, right? So um, because Chicago's uh, pub and bar culture was uh, very inclusive, very neighborhood, not dissimilar to sure, New York's. Sure. But unlike uh, New York, they would have the these smaller ovens. Even the even the uh, big pizzerias would have, you know, very old ovens as well. But a lot of these pubs would have great pizza ovens, and they would always cut it up in squares so it could be eaten family style or pub style, whatever, whatever. And they would just put that on the bar, and that would be the free meal that came with uh, the whiskey and beer. And so they, that's why they cut it up into squares. So there would be more pizza for more people to have a you know have a slice here and have a little sure, bit there. Sure. That's another of the different things. Now, you know, whatever you want to put on top of it, whatever floats your boat. Mushrooms, pepperoni. Whatever, whatever, yeah. I'm not doing the anchovies, but a lot of people like it. I like anchovies. Yeah. I love salt. I mean, listen, to each is their own. Tomato, tomato. You know there what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> when we talk about acting, right, in yeah. particular, when you have a script, right, and I and, and the reason why I say this for is because hearing Furio, um, you know, Federico from mm -hmm. um, Sopranos. Who's, who's excellent on that show. Tremendous. And he was talking about how... Uh, uh, Janice, who, the girl who played Janice, I'm not sure of her familiar name, but the girl who played Janice was telling him, when you go for the role, when you audition for the role, do not change any line, because David Chase did not like that at all. Mm -hmm. But apparently, uh, uh, Federico, when he went and uh, they, he started reading it, he added some Italian at the end, like, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and they were like, okay. And then he just grabbed his stuff. He's like, oh, my God. What he said he got so caught up. And they says, excuse me, uh, uh, you know, what is that that you just said? And he explained it. And they said, okay. And literally, when he went back to read again, that line was in there. So the point I'm making <laughs> to you is when you would power, I mean, you've been on so many different shows and, 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 and stuff. Yeah, three dozen shows. <laughs> over. 36? Yeah, over 36 more. TV shows. Yeah. Have you ever changed a line in the script and they bitch to you or... Yeah. I I think it was a slow burn on power. I think that too many actors improv, quite honestly, that uh, improv is only beneficial to the scene if, like Federico did, it made the scene better. It was sure. in the moment. It wasn't it wasn't just talking to add to be hurt. Like, I want to be hurt other than the writers. The writers are probably better than you. Mm. And I'm not saying that I've ever been better than the writers, but after a, a long enough amount of time, and I certainly would never say that, but after a long enough time living in the character, I think that there have certainly have been lines that I have asked to change or that I've changed or that in improv has uh, stayed in because that's what the guy would do. A good example of that would have been last season when or maybe even, was it two seasons ago when, when uh, Tasha just found out about Tommy and Lakeisha? That mm -hmm. was last season mm -hmm. early, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm drinking the orange juice, and, and she's like, Tommy, she said this, and Tommy, and I just keep drinking the orange juice and not answering her. Like, that was improv. There were lines in that, but it was funnier, and they're like, that's good, all right, we're going to keep that. Now, <laughs> granted, the acid in my stomach from drinking eight glasses, <laughs> eight pints of orange juice was a mistake, but... Um, it's stuff like that. You know what I mean? It should be used It should be used with caution. Impop should be used with caution, and don't do it unless you're good at it or you are moved by the spirit like Fre Frederico was. Yeah. You know, I think we, we, we went over this, uh, but when you audition for power, yep. right, and, and 
do you get do you get it's not really power too I'm talking about do you do you get nervous when you audition and you don't hear so back? nervous I get nervous before the audition mm. like crazy I'm terrible at auditioning which could be explain why I didn't book as much work in my life as maybe I could have part of part of it is is having the confidence that I'm good like I know my value as an actor sure, I know absolutely. that I can play a million different characters I can do them super committed and I finally have have owned that but for most of my life it was just always second guessing myself oh god I really probably should just be a fireman I really should just do something with my hands you know like it'd be a you know I don't know a a wonderful, admirable union job of being, you know, a plumber or a contractor or something like that. But I, um, this is just, this was a passion. You know, I always tell people, unless you have to do this, don't do it. Yeah. It's too, it's too, it hurts too much. Constant rejection. But I get nervous before the audition. I get nervous after the audition. And it wasn't until, and I don't think I've said this on the show yet, Pete, it wasn't until truly that I found something that I loved more than acting. And that was my wife that I started to book more of the jobs because you can feel when somebody needs sure, something. Sure. Everybody can. And when you, people, it's it's an off-putting feeling from other people. Damn, they need this. Why aren't you hanging out with me, man? Come on. Yo, I called you like 10 times. Yo, I keep texting you. It's like, yo, don't need it so much. You're driving me nuts. So <laughs> it's like when I got into the room and it was like, hey, here's my, here's my opportunity. I'm going to perform for you today. I hope you like it. If you don't, we could collaborate on it a little bit. Otherwise, you keep it. Do you? You know, I didn't even think about it like that when you talk about, um, re I don't want to say, but like rejection, like, or, or not, you know, like being good enough and then maybe you just didn't get the part, right? You know, sure. I, like how, how that must feel for certain people. Where, we want somebody with dark hair. Yeah, yeah. We want somebody Latin for the role now. Yeah. We want this and that, something without your control. But it's it's hard as a sensitive person, as an actor, nine times out of ten is quite a sensitive person, to not internalize that rejection. Mm. You know, you ever, you ever, and, and not saying that this, you know, this is you, but it could lead to it. You, you ever go to, and your wife go to therapy? Uh, yeah, yeah, at 4 p.m. I just went. Really? Yeah. You being that serious? Yes. For, for, I, I think you may, may, may have told me this before. You may have talked about this because I remember talking to you about being in anger management therapy, which I was for years. And, and that's better now. That is better, yeah. And then it's actually transitioned into more of a kind of traditional gestalt therapy, which is based in the, the problems of your life and going back and figuring out where that problem stemmed from. Like, um, was your dad incredibly controlling, which is why you always feel pinned in when somebody says, I, I demand that, you know, I want you to do this. And you feel like, God, my whole world is going to collapse unless I please this person because I want daddy to love me. I mean, it's a cliche in some ways, but if you can understand where the problem stemmed from, then when you start to be triggered by certain um, things that you don't have control over, you're reminded of what you do have control over. I can leave this situation. I'm not going to give that to you. What do you think about that? Yeah. That actually isn't beneficial for me. That's only beneficial for you. So I'm going to walk away. And it helps me deal with not caring as much about what other people think. Now, look, I still care about what people think about me. Sure. I wish I cared even less uh, because I, cause I don't have control over what they think about me. They have control over what they think about me. But through therapy has been really, it's been very beneficial for me to have a sounding board. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't talk about therapy enough. And uh, I think like, and I remember a couple of people saying this over the years, even in hip hop, uh, if we, you know, if, if, if we big it up as much as we big up other stuff, mm. you know, because it is important for someone to take care of themselves, right? And that's one thing I hate about, like, I love being a Brooklyn Knight. I love being a New Yorker. And I told you some of this stuff off the air, but one thing I hate 
about, and this ain't only, this is other places in the world, but I'm speaking from how I grew up. Mm-hmm. We rather look good than be good. Mm, right? Yeah, well, so for pe- sure. So I, think, pe- yeah. I think that's from, I think that's a transcendent. Yeah. I think that every culture, regardless, can understand what you're talking about. And I think that every, almost everybody would rather look good than, than be good. And we're just raised that way. Yeah. So when we hear, like, when we start picking up, like, if we get big up therapy, like, we big up a pair of Jordans, mm. or big up, you know, or or, or 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 whatever, you know, like, like, you know, it, it, it the reason How why about eating healthy, we're starting to big up yeah, a little yeah, more. Exactly. Hey, look, yeah. about healthy body, healthy Bro, mind. Styles P. Okay, my brother Styles P. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love that guy. Tweets a bunch of times now. Think about how this would have rolled years ago. Water is a new soda. You know, or speaks about how important it is to eat. And he's not telling you to do exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. But he's saying even if you try to be healthy in some sense and know what you're putting in your body. And now think about it. We talk about, let's think about, we talk about entrepreneurial in the beginning, Weight Watchers. Fucking Weight Watchers have been around so long. My mother's been on Weight Watchers for fucking like uh, 50 <laughs> years. She lost five pounds. <laughs> but she's still on Weight Watchers. So think about it. It's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. But the point I'm making is people really try to, you know, uh, uh, change things. And that's the important thing. Try to understand that there's things wrong. And like, like even like being a separated dad, like, you know, I, I, I use Twitter to try to help and, you know, uh, podcast episodes and when I meet people. But I know how hard it is for other men. You don't prepare for to get divorced. Right. Mm. You know, you don't prepare to be a dad on the outside looking in all of a sudden. Yeah. So and, I, and and women, too. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy for them. But I'm saying it's very tough. I get people hit me up all the time. Fathers like, yo, I'm trying to see my kids more. What what can I do? Or I, it's, I don't feel right. I'm not, you know. And, and I guess what I'm trying to say is like a lot of people need to go to therapy, man, because just to get your mind right. Just to not be uh, bottled up with, uh, you know, all this anger and, and, and issues and problems. And, and, and I'm not saying forget certain issues, but you got to forgive. You got to forgive. And it's the main person that we have to remember to forgive is ourselves. Self, yeah. And I think that most therapists, that people don't realize that pe- therapists are human as well. And, sure. if, and the, I, I am now seeing the same therapist who actually got out of therapy to go into real estate and made a bunch of money and is back in therapy so I'm seeing this guy again who's great he's my original therapist but he was fantastic because when I was first seeing him I'm an unemployed actor I didn't have any money that guy I you know it was like I won't even tell you how much I pay now (laughs) but I paid $60 a session you know this is like seven years ago but $60 a session and this guy's other clients you know easily paying 200 you know so like it's because I talked to him I said look I need the help and can you can we work something out sure and he said you know what yeah because, you know, all they can say is no. You may have to ask a couple, two, three times. But if you're going to, you know, life is going to tell you no a hundred times to one. So you got to get in there. You know, it's, it's it's special. And I hope we continue to, uh, you know, push therapy. And I'm glad that you're going and you're speaking very openly about it. Like, as a friend, honestly, uh, I admire you that much more. And it's hard to say that because uh, I admire you a lot. And even like, and this is the last time I'll, I'll bring up Federico. Shouts to Federico. But I got to introduce you to him. Um, <laughs> but... Think about his role as Furio, a fucking enforcer. Yeah. Think about Justice Sikora as Tommy Egan, an enforcer. An enforcer. <laughs> Both two of the best guys I, I, I met. Uh, big heart, nothing like their characters, uh, just stand-up people. So it's amazing to me, right, when I think about that, I'm going to give you your props. I always do. But I'm going to give you your props. It. Tremendous talent to have that capability to sell that to people. You know, meaning the the acting part. 
you know. Yeah. It's like turning on. Turn well, it off. One of the things, like I said before, about the anger management was that this is all pre-power. Yeah. But one of the th- reasons it helped me define Tommy's anger is I could actually make it different than mine. Tommy's anger is rage. Yeah. Um, and he's a rageful young man. And I, of course, I think we're all a little rageful young, but this sure. man is raged. I mean, this guy's influence on just getting his ass kicked over and over and over again and having to be really uh, head on the swivel from, from, from the get, from that from sure. the being a baby. And um, mine was more, was believe it or not, similar-ish circumstances from being a graph writer and being kind of um, uh, one of the fewer white kids out there doing it. Um, and, and having to have my head on a swivel, but mine was always fear-based and they are different. A fear base can turn into rage, but Tommy's just angry for anger's sake. I mean, this is, it's a flaw in his, in his, um, in his makeup. I mean, he's loyal. Uh, he's a beast. He will, he's, he's alive in this show because. He's a choker. He's a choker. He's a, but he's alive on this show because he's always ready to die. Yeah. And I was not always ready to die growing up, man. I was scared of the dudes with guns. I was like, look, proof, you know. But with Tommy, you, you pull out a gun, he's he, he's gonna think about it. It's not a it's not a it's not an over thing. So it's 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 great therapy. To, the, yeah, long story yeah. short, therapy helped me figure out this character yeah, as yeah. well. Again, I'm proud. I'm proud to uh, and 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 I hope. And we put when we put this out, uh, I'm gonna put an emphasis on that because it's good for people to. Uh, uh, hear that, um, you know, I, I, I have gone, I need, I'm, I'm actually in the works of going back, uh, just to talk, you know, I have parenting anxiety, man. You know, I think every day did I do the best job I could do. Can I be doing better? Um, you know, it, it's hard being a separated dad and a regular dad. It's so weird. It mm. feels like, uh, you know, I had to deal with jealousy from my daughter and she's like 15 years older than my son. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. It's very tough. So I, 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 I need to, Talk to someone, uh, you know. So anyway, I think it's important. Other people, I'm not we're, not. we're not telling people what to do, but I'll be honest with you. It's special. It's not a lack of masculinity if you go see a therapist. Exactly, or get a ma- or get a manicure or a pedicure. Well, hey man, any Italian I've ever met, or any any gangster. Look, everybody's got their nails done. Yeah, but the only thing is, I tell them don't put the gloss on. Yeah, no, I, you don't need the gloss. I don't want the gloss because then it starts cracking and I look, I don't want to do that. You Just know, a nice buff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, who controlled all of the uh, hip-hop artists that have come on power over the years? You think about Kendrick, right? Well, you think Fifth. About, I mean, Fifth has yeah. is, is got the connections. But also Mark Kenton, one of our uh, producers. Mark Kenton, who actually, um, in some ways, I mean, Courtney A. Kemp, who created the show, gets that created credit because she deserves Where's it. Where's she from? She's from Connecticut. Okay, nice. Shots to Connecticut. Uh, CT stand up. She she probably learned a you know a significant amount about um uh, this kind of culture through the show, and I think that speaks volumes to her intelligence and adaptability. Now, originally the show was a concept from Mark Canton, um, who wanted to make a TV version of Superfly. Mm. He brought this concept to 50. 50 said, how about make it more about my life? There'll be a white boy named Ghost, black guy, you know, who knows what it'll be, maybe Curtis, something like this. And Fifty's like, no, no, we got to flip that on his head. Mm. The the white, the black guy's Ghost, the white boy is going to be this guy. The original name was Eddie O'Neill, actually. And then through them, they found Courtney, who's who is a, um, an accomplished writer on uh, uh, The Good Wife, right? And then... Um, uh, she she was just the right fit, and then they pitched it to Stars. Stars bought it. The rest is history. Yeah, I can't I can't picture it anywhere else. Stars has done a, a good job with that. We're going on six 
motherfucking seasons. Six motherfucking seasons. Coming up in, uh, when, June? I think, right? I'm not sh- They haven't Who announced that initially. Everybody, you see how down people get on me yeah, on, yeah, yeah, online. Yeah. I'm just when, like. When's it coming out, motherfucker? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm not a producer on this. <laughs> like, I show up and I know my lines. That's all I'm required to do. They don't tell me. And I, I have to say, since uh, I always say a little too much on any premium Pete show, yeah. I will say this. I, I think it's going to be later because um, I, I think they made the announcement already that there's going to be 15 episodes this season. I hope so. Otherwise, it's breaking news on the Premium Pete Show. There we go. Uh, um, Cheer. But uh, but I think it's going to be later. I don't know when. My guess would probably be late July, maybe maybe August. Yeah. You know, uh, so many people, and, and I'm sure when you go around, um, I don't want to say, but do you feel like for power that – I mean, you played the fuck out of this role, mm-hmm. but that they kind of like pigeonhole into you. I like, call you Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, but I, you know what? I, I, I have days. Look, I'm a human being. There's some days where I'm just like, you know, look, I'm not even, I'm not having it. Sometimes people will call Tommy, and because it's not my real name, if I'm like talking to my parents and my <laughs> buds or something like that, and somebody's like Tommy, Tommy, and I'm just, and I, I, I'm not ignoring you. It's like it's actually not my real name, so it's, I, I don't, I don't always go. I mean, nine times out of ten, I'll be like, oh, they're calling Tommy. That's probably for me. I'll be like, yeah, hey, what's up? But every now and again, I don't. It's not because I'm ignoring you. It's just it's, it's not actually my name, and I'm doing something else, and I didn't compute it that fast. And sometimes people have even hit me up online yo i was say i said this and i was like i don't remember that i don't remember this person i'm like i would have said hi if you would have came up even if people are in my face tommy i can't like i was walking here a girl named jules from uh, coney island um uh said uh she's like how do i get into acting and all this and i'm talking with her and she's like i know your real name's not tommy but um but i, I was like eh, it's okay i don't you know it's no big deal thanks for watching the show you know, you, uh, your wife, uh, and you have a special bond, you know, and you always speak about how much you love her and how much she's helped, uh, further your career. She's a great person. How does she deal with all these girls who love you? I don't think she actually thinks about it very much, you know? Goddamn, she- me and you talk about pizza one fucking slice. I got to have 40 fucking girls in my, in my Twitter mentions, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, Tommy, I love it. Can't wait to buy Oh, Tommy, oh, Tommy, oh, Tommy, oh, Tommy. <laughs> Motherfucking Joseph Sikora. That's right. That's right. You understand? I don't think I don't think that um I, I don't know. She doesn't she doesn't think about it much. And the main thing for me that I have to realize is that when I first got on social media and stuff, I would answer so many people back. Um, so many women, so many uh so many people in general. And then you get kinda like you get titillated by the uh, affection of you know, oftentimes what appear to be beautiful women, you don't necessarily know. It's like, and I'm not going and trolling everybody's page exactly. and seeing that stuff. But like, you answer them back, or like, and I'm just like, for the last, and that was probably the first year that I was ever on social media that I was more interactive. And certainly in terms of Instagram, I had a far, far smaller following too. But there are certain things where it's not like, look, I don't, I don't, I don't like when girls, women, uh, feel like I'm ignoring them on social media. But also, it's like. I appreciate you as a fan, but I don't owe you anything. I owe my wife my, you know. Sure, your time. My time. Yeah, but you you, you do a great job of uh, interacting with them, and 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 that's and that's great because I'll be honest with you, if you go back to I think, well, we done this is the third episode. Go back to the second episode. We took a couple of uh, phone calls, and this is how I knew how much people loved you. And, and you're a great guy, and you're a hell of an actor, so they should they should give you your props. But this one person called. I think it was a guy. And he's like, yo, what's up, what's up, Tommy? And, you know, and he's like, yo, what, what, what's your favorite color? And I was like, yo, <laughs> motherfucker, call this number up to, to ask about your favorite color. <laughs> and the best thing was, 
if you you know what's so funny at that time? Shouts to uh, producer, our producer Isaiah, my man uh, uh, Tigarachi. <laughs> our Google Voice number uh, wasn't working, so something happened to it. So mm-hmm. he gave his number, and then you. Oh you, yeah, I remember you, that. You tweeted yeah. that this motherfucker was getting people calling like a week or two later, like Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, is this you? Yeah. You know, I was like, yo, you should have said, come on over. You know? <laughs> Gonna give you some Egan. Yeah. You know? Tommy motherfucking Egan. Tommy motherfucking Egan, y'all. So, so well, it, it could be breaking news, it could be not, but 15 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about, you know, it's a lot of fucking episodes, and people are looking forward to it. Uh, you know, so many people ask about, like, the, you know, you think about Ghost. Actually, speaking about Ghost, Omari Hardwick mm-hmm. and this Beyonce shit. This is the funniest thing in the world. You see how viral this thing went you about the kiss? You can't buy publicity like that. Oh, my that. God. More white people are going to watch Power Now than ever <laughs> any season. Once no. you're on Entertainment Tonight, forget he, it. He kissed Beyonce. But if you think about it, too, it's funny how... Man, look, I don't ever get into any gossip, and 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 shouts to Omar Harbour. I don't think I ever met him, and no, uh, I'll, no, I'll, I'll meet him soon. He's a good guy. I'll, I'll meet him soon. He's, he's a good he's fella. A, he's a he's a great guy. He's a crazy. He's a he's a deep brother. That's for sure. You know what I mean? He's got a lot to say about a lot of things, uh, and he's a fantastic actor. And I mean, I'm I'm so blessed to have him as a scene partner in, in it. He's he's a magnificent actor, and I. We all, we both trust each other, you know, and that's what that is what has made power that relationship. Tommy and Ghost. He always calls it the bromance, yeah. um, but it it has it has transcended. I keep using this damn word, but it's like yo, we all we have that best friend that we like love, like family, like sure. like brothers. That like this is like it's deeper. It's it's thicker than blood, you know. Somehow this relationship between them, it's their whole lives are so intertwined. I, one of my favorite lines was one of Courtney's that said, you know, we're two sides of the same coin and an old expression, but so, um, so poignant for power, you know, and for Tommy and Ghost, they really are two sides of the same coin. They're two parts of the same man. Could one really survive without the other one? Yeah. What about 50? Just like, you know, you always spoken about how, you know, much he believed in you and, 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 and. You know, I'm sure, like you said, trust. It's, it's you know, it's, when you think about it, when someone says something like that, you think about, it, okay, I, that's that could be the recipe. You know what I mean? Meaning, like that's what made you and him become so close. Not fifty, meaning ghost, but then even mm-hmm. fifty, the trust, the openness, the brotherhood, the friends become family type of thing makes really what you're doing even better. You know what I mean? It's true. If you can be, it's so infrequent that you get along with the people at work or whatever. But um, and you don't have to like somebody to create something pretty great with them. I mean, look at bands throughout history; so many bands have hated each other. But uh, Omari and I do not hate each other. The exact opposite. I mean, we we completely respect each other, and uh, it's been great. And and a shout out again to uh, to uh, Lala Anthony, who is oh my been, god, she's been just wonderful as Lakeisha and a, another joy to work with. Had such tremendous talent. Yeah. You know, it's 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 so amazing to see. She only thing, keeps yeah. getting better and yeah. better yeah. and better and better, and it's because she puts in the work. There's a good lesson for people. Once you start getting the work, don't just think that you can stop. It you, it just started. You know, I, I'm not an actor. I'm not an athlete. One thing I think people have misconstrued uh, uh, in life is that they have an easy job. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something. So they work their fucking ass off. You know, so Kobe shooting a fucking three, four thousand shots before a game. An yeah. actor, you know, working on that craft. You don't just fucking 
you know, here's a something for you. My manager was just like, here, I want you, what do you think about auditioning for the public for the uh, theater in the, um, the park at Coriolanus? And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't done Shakespeare in over a decade. You know, I've, I'm a classically trained actor. I can do it. I know. I would know what, what all the commas and full stops and semicolons and blah, blah, blah. I know what all that means. And I know how to make it sound as pretty, as, as, as normal as possible. But I was scared out of my mind. And as soon as I noticed how freaking scared I was, well, obviously it's not about the money. I'm not going to get paid out the waz for that thing. That's about the craft. And then why am I going to do something that I'm not going to make money on and that, um, you know, like will take up a huge amount of time and that I'm scared to do because I'm scared to do it. So because I was so terrified, I was like, yeah, let me audition. I didn't get the role, mm-hmm. but I freaking prepared, you know, my ass off for this thing and went through it and kind of kind of messed up the audition the first two scenes I had to go back to the page and kind of read them because I thought I was off book but once the pressure got to me I, I, I collapsed but I did memorize this nice big huge monologue and I screwed that up once they're like thank you that's enough and I said you know what let me do it again I'm gonna do it again and <laughs> I just did it you know for me I did it for me sure, sure. I still don't get the role but I think that that's the thing the work can never stop it can never stop and those mm. things that scare you you got to try them. You got to go for it because it's, it's the only thing that's going to make you better. It's like when you're holding a plank, you got to keep trying for, to hold it longer. You know, you, the exercise is some of its maintenance. And then the only thing that you get better or tone a muscle more or, or lose that weight is pushing the bar. Mm. You can't forget to push the bar. Mm. Man, that's a gem. On that note, let's take a quick break. We're sitting here with my friend, my guy, a good fella. I already told you, actor, entrepreneur, soon to be a very uh, big entrepreneur, okay? I, I, I see. I see. I, I, get the, I get that feeling. I get that feeling. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere, all right? Or else Joseph Zucor is going to turn into fucking Tommy Egan. We'll be right back. Cheer. Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? Internets, what up? You are now locked in. You tuned in. It's going down. I'm with my brother, my homie, my family, my guy, my Paisan, Premium Pete. It's going down. Don't go nowhere. Stay here. Internets, we love you. Premium Pete Show. Ghosts. Internets, and we're back. Sitting here with my guy, Joseph Sicora. I tell you, sometimes if you think about it, that could sound Italian. Sicora. I mean, unless you pronounce it the Polish way, which is Shikora. Okay, okay. So then I'm not saying it right. Oh, my God. I mean, I, you know, I like to say Shikora because it's, it's fun to say it like that, but my dad always gives me grief. He's like, you're American. You're born here. You're American. Stop it. Sakura. My <laughs> wife always says Sakura, and she's actually legitimately Polish. So yeah. sometimes I feel like a tool. But I always liked when my grandmother would say Sakura. Yeah. Now, do you still have, like, you know, obviously, I think you're the only family that's in New York, right? Meaning, like, still, yeah. My brother and I lived here together for a while. My brother Alvin, who now lives in the kingdom of that's Saudi crazy. Arabia in Riyadh. What is he doing? He's teaching somebody how to do his job because in uh, Saudi Arabia, because it's uh, a country that's in, that's economy is so far into the black, they're making so much money that you get a stipend for, um, Certain classes of people, not all people in Saudi Arabia that live in Saudi Arabia, but actual native Saudi Arabians, ethnic Saudi Arabians, get a stipend to live there. Mm. And so they, so that there's a little bit of why do I want to work if I'm getting paid to just kind of be here and live? And they want more Saudi Arabians to do more white collar jobs. And so my brother is in PR with a company called Weber Shandwick, and he's teaching somebody kind of how a Saudi Arabian how to do his job. Mm. Mm. That's incredible. Have you been there before? No, I, I don't plan on going. It's very difficult to get into Saudi Arabia. Really? It is. Yeah. Wait, where have you traveled that when you were as a young kid could have never pictured that you'll be there? 
anywhere. I mean, like just like you and I both, we we had families that decided it was a good idea to drive to Florida. <laughs> um, it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Fucking dad. Uh, so yeah, I I you know I where have I been that I could never Bruges in Belgium was uh, unbelievable. I loved uh, going to Amsterdam, which I've been to a few times. Um, did first you time, smoke uh, when you got I there? I did, and I was 21 the first time I was there, and I met my dad over there because uh, he was there for a job. He used to work for a fiber optics company. No, the way you company. said that, I thought like the first, like the first time you met him, like, oh, yeah, I met. No, I'm, I finally met my dad. I finally met my dad. In Amsterdam. <laughs> no, I'm so blessed that my parents are together uh, and still madly in love. It's a lot to live up to. That's be- I know, right? It's beautiful. You know, um, but, but the reason why I asked that for is because I remember kids growing up, and you know, even Chicago and New York, I'm sure, for New York particularly, they couldn't wait to get to Amsterdam because they had this uh, infatuation with asking a cop for a light. I remember my friends who smoked when they were young. They're like, I want to go to Amsterdam. I'm going to ask the cop for a light. Because you can. I think about it. Like, you got a joint, and you're like, hey, you got a light. Well, it's still an illegality. Yeah. So it's not technically legal there. It's actually more legal in the United States than it is in Amsterdam. It's decriminalized, which doesn't mean legal. Yeah. So it's it's really turned the other cheek that the these uh, coffee shops are selling it. It's not like it's legal here. Some medicinally, some recreationally, but it's legal to a point, you know. Whereas there, it's not legal still technically, as far as I understand it. It's it's a, an illegality. You know, you speak about entrepreneurship, and I'm going to tell you, man, and it's not no secret, but um, CBD and even getting into the cannabis world has been life-changing for so many people. Um, I put you uh, on the phone with my guy, Burner, who is a partner in Cookies, one of the biggest in the cannabis game. Um, You know, there's people like Al Harrington that used to play for the Knicks, uh, Pacers, and a bunch of other people have a company called Viola, a dispensary out in California. Mm. They're all over now. People like Ben Baller uh, is involved in... in, in, in The point I'm trying to make is that people are making more money now in, you know, in, in that business than they ever made their whole life. Yeah, I mean, my company, which is called Seven Engines, is mm-hmm. a marijuana company out of Buchanan, Michigan. Um, we're still in the early stages. Uh, obviously, they're st- they're, we're growing and distributing as we speak. Literally, but- uh, pun intended. Yeah, 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 Seven Engines. Yeah. Rrr, get it roaring. And and get and so 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 they have a dispensary uh, available. Well, we are what? building the spaces right now. They're actually still uh, looking for um some there's still shares available. But it's I mean this is big money to get into and then it's a gamble to get your money out. Now, I got into this one because um, these are old, these are businessmen who have had other businesses who aren't you getting into it for a quick flash in the sure. pan who are putting together an, a very structured sure. um, plan of getting this into full operation. Sure. Build an empire. Well, I don't know about that as much as you know build it to be as big as something that now that the you know people always say Midwest, but I call it the lake people. Um, you know, like uh, Buffalo and and. Cleveland and Detroit and Chicago and that's kind of that area that it's different than the Midwest some for whatever reason it just is but like to get that kind of nailed down and be huge in that arena and then have one of the huge guys buy you out for you know five times of what you paid in or ten times please Jesus it's Uh, like a a startup food company it's also like a a podcast company now you know you look at something like Spotify bought Gimlet uh, who creates uh, podcasts, stories, scripted stories, $230 million. 
So that tells me smaller mm. companies could get bought for 50 or 75. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And that, that's the hope as well. And I think you just have to be smart. Then you have to have the income. I mean, power in some capacity. I just am like, I, I'm not big. I don't have a huge amount of vices. I mean, um, I don't do drugs. Uh, I don't, you know, buy crazy expensive stuff. I don't have to do all that stuff. It's just not, I, I'm fine without doing what, that. What are some of your vices, though? Oh, God. Ice cream, fishing. pizza, fishing. I love fishing. Didn't you show me, like, you had a... a, a that was Alvin with that 21-pound lake okay, trout. Okay, yeah, 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 there you go, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm still thinking of you and him um, when you went on that uh, getaway. It's just, you know, with no phones, remember? The, oh, yeah, oh, when we went to the... Um, to uh, The retreat. Uh, yes, uh, in Kentucky with the Cistercian Monks, silent retreat. Bro, that had to be the most calmest you ever felt. I, it was incredibly calming. However, you only have your own thoughts. I know. Then it's, it's actually terrible too to it's think like that. Actually, can be terrifying, and a lot of people are terrified because you just have to. You know, my dad always used to say it's about time to have a come to Jesus meeting. Yeah. <laughs> which was always kind of a scary thing. It's just you know, you got to really answer to to nobody but yourself and Jesus. Is this the right thing to do? Am I living a good life? Am I doing the right stuff? And I think there was a lot of come to Jesus meetings that I had when I was praying. Seven times out a there, day with out the there in Kentucky. Yeah, you know it's funny too because I think about when I, um, when the Combat Jack show just started in this will make 2010 maybe or 2009. I was I had a side gig. My friend got me for years. I've always been on and off of working on the bread route, and uh, it was off the books. It was great, you know, great pay, but it was at night and it was quiet, and you would have your stops. I would have. It was a pretty simple job, you know. Mm-hmm. But it also was funny for me, and I bring this up a lot, like where it was like me and Combat would sit down with Chuck D, and then I go to the bread route, and they're like, "Hey, get the semolina, it's over there." What do you <laughs> fucking do? I was like, "What? I was just with Chuck D. Shut yeah. the fuck up." Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they don't like, you know, they didn't care. But the point I'm trying to make is, it was so quiet, and it was like two in the morning to like, you know, I was home by, you know, before the sun even came up. But you had nothing but to think and driving. You ain't calling nobody at that time. Everybody's mostly sleeping. Yeah. And 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 all I did was think, and 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 have time to think. And 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 you know I'm I'm glad that I was able to propel and propel even more and more. And those those times were powerful. You know. I also think another thing, Pete, from what you said right now, from what I heard you say too, that is important to me, is that when you are when you have the ability, like I have the ability to surround myself with people who all know me and. Uh, and my accomplishments as an actor or whatever, I, I have the ability to surround myself exclusively with those people. And I make a conscious choice to not always be around people who are going to say yes or kiss, kiss my ass or know who I am sure. between me or anybody else because I think that that gives you a, a grounded perspective. You are a, just like anybody else, and you have to believe in the greatness in yourself. You don't have to always have people telling you how great you are or what it is. And I think that that's an important thing for, God, anybody getting into acting or or starting to garnish some accolades. You have to get back to the truth, too, of of you as a man or a woman. Yeah, sure. It's powerful. You know, you think about when you were acting or or you even, you know, I remember you started, I mean, and people could listen all the way back to our first episodes to really find out how you grew up, but 
you know, you did McDonald commercials in the beginning. Yeah. You did uh, theater that your mom's brought you. Shouts to your mom's, man, mm-hmm. bringing you all the time, wasting all that gas money on your ass. Thanks, man. Um, you know, thank you, mom. And, and, and you think about it now, it's a little bit different how you could get into acting. You don't always need to take the same route. I mean, like, they could find somebody online. Oh, yeah. You have you know? no excuse yeah. now, almost. Yeah. <laughs> if, if this is what you want to do, there's there's no... You don't have to have downtime. I mean, you can just put out your your uh, YouTube show. And, you know, it's amazing how out of touch I am with uploading stuff online or make putting this into a zip drive and getting this over to here to sure. here. And I don't know how to, I don't know my asshole from my ear hole on that stuff. So... Um, kids do though, you know, younger people do, not even kids. I'm talking like an old man, but it's like, you know, even younger people <laughs> in their twenties or whatever. It's like people that are younger than me just have such a better grasp on that. And so just get out there, put out content. That's what the world wants. Content. Yeah, yeah. So make content. Yeah. If that's what you want to do is be an actor, just get out there and start doing it. You know, I don't know if, know if I would have, if I had the ability, but I think I would have, if I had the accessibility to, uh, producing that content. Sure. You know, we, we brought it up before, but uh, it's always powerful when you speak about the relationship uh, with 50. And I yeah. always hear you talk about how... He's super impressive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he takes he takes incredible risk, and it's always very calculated. He enjoys being underestimated when people underestimate him. He really does have a huge burning belief in himself, and, and that's why he's made it. Um, he has just these great quotes that I know are first-time quotes. When I said, Fifth, you're always smiling. He said, I spent a lot of time frowning, Joe. <laughs> and uh, that's a great one. He just, you know, he, 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 and when I'm talking to people, I'm just like, ah, man, Fifth, I don't want these people to have this part of this thing of my, uh, you know, business or what. He's like, look, if they didn't earn it, they shouldn't have it. You know, you, you eat what you kill. I don't even fuck with people that eat what they kill. And I was like, yeah, you know, not these leeches, not people that just sure. want a piece of this. And, you know, kind of trying to find that. I, I don't spend a ton, a ton of time with Fifth, but when I do, I, I listen. And he speaks in parables a lot of times. Like, he'll tell a story for a multiple purpose. Yeah, it's about what you're talking about, but he's telling to you for you to really listen. And, and there's a possibility of applying it to your life. And he's not trying to be a guru or anything like that. He's just... We're like about the same age. He's just a year yeah, older sure. than me. Sure. But he's seen seen a lot of life and, and lived a lot of things that I haven't. And so I, I, I listen. I try yeah. to listen in life. Do, he, he's probably one of the funniest guys on Instagram. His captions alone are like, it's like, it's like, damn, I would say that. Like, I look at them shits and I laugh. Like, his captions, and I'm like, he's like, unfiltered. Yeah, like, I kind of That's like, what people have come yeah. to expect from 50 Cent. Yeah. He's unfiltered. Yeah. Like, it's just captions alone. I'm like, damn, I was, like, it's just hysterical, you know? I love the way he, you know, like, his thoughts are like, yo, I see this guy doing this. I better get my money, he owes me. Mm-hmm. Or, or something, you know, he'll say some shit. It's just fucking funny, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about Joseph Sikora, we think about Tommy Egan, Power. Season six coming up, 15 episodes. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure there'll be a lot of fuckery that's going on. Um, now we also talk about what you got coming up. You have a. a- I have a uh, film called The Intruder that I'm in with Michael Ely, Megan Good, and uh, the legend Dennis Quaid. Mm, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. He's ripped out of his mind. Really? What do you mean, like, ripped built? Out of his mind. Not built, but like, like sinewy. <laughs> like he's just he's just one solid muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good lord. You know, 
people always look at you on TV or their phones yeah. or their tablets. Right, right. What the fuck do you watch? Um, I'm a bit of a nerd, and I like, I do like Game of Thrones. Um, I love The Tick, mm. the Tick series. I liked Lost in Space. Was it <clears throat> was a great one. Um, speaking of the Sopranos, I was rewatching the Sopranos with my wife from uh, from Jersey, who uh, never watched it because she didn't want to be reminded of Jersey. And then she started watching it, and of course she's like, "I love this. I loved Nurse Jackie, uh, mm. big ups to Edie Falco, who's just one of the American great actors." You, you were with her uh, recently, right? Yeah, I saw her play. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't with her. I just saw her. Play, oh yeah, yeah. She was yeah. kind enough to take a picture with me afterwards. Oh, oh she, she took a picture with a fan. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a, she's, I'm a huge fan. She's tremendous. You and know? she's gracious like that. I mean, you know, somebody, uh, when you look at it, a lot of people say Carmella. You know? Car- yeah, a lot of people do say Carmella. And she's, uh, you know, she was Jackie for seven years and yeah, still yeah, Carmella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's just to say that's she doesn't embrace, she doesn't not embrace that role as Carmella. She's a, and she's appreciative of that role. She's just a tremendously gifted actor. Yeah. So we have uh, The Intruders, right? The Intruder. Intruder. The Intruder. Me, Michael Ely, Megan Good, Dennis Quaid. Um, How was it working with Megan Good? It's fantastic. She's lovely. She's Best a lovely Best eyebrows person. in the game. Yeah. <laughs> on fleek. Yeah. What? <laughs> she, uh, she's she's a, also a sweet, kind person. Um, very generous. Uh, easygoing. It was a very nice set to be around. Michael Ely is a friend. Yeah, sure. Um, he's super talented. Friend. Super talented guy and... Uh, confident i i call him up for advice life advice sometimes mm. because i think he has a very steady view of the world and i think he's he balances things out really well he's just a super even keeled human being and i'm i'm grateful to call him my friend uh dennis i don't call very much uh no <laughs> he's quite yeah. he, quite he was fantastic he was fantastic to work with i was uh really just so excited to have a scene with you know a few scenes with him because he's that guy's a legend, and of course, and he was great to work with. Another really giving guy, and he went all in for this role. He's fantastic. It's going to be a great thriller. You should go see it. May third, it drops. So, in the put movie, that on in, your calendar. In the movies. In the movies. Okay. May third, AMC. I pick fucking uh, what else? Regal. Okay? Fandango. Use your movie pass. Just get there. Let me tell you something, okay? I fuck with I pick. I went to I pick with my daughter. They had a blanket. And a fucking pillow. They have like these two seaters, and and uh, it's like a Ferrari leather. You know what I mean? And you and you sit back and you press the button and you lift up in the air and you watch it and you press another button and a waiter comes and gives you an overpriced mozzarella stick. Oh boy! And uh, but it was a, it's a great experience. You know, I, I like it. It's actually in uh, it's in like Montclair, New Jersey, I think, or something Montclair like that. is that your something like that. It's pretty close. They have a couple of rounds. Cool. Take I the pick. Jersey Transit out there. Yeah, it's fine. A, it's Jump a, on a Penn Station. It, it, go go see the Intruder. Have you I gone pick. to the movies uh, uh, in, lately? I think I've gone out to the movies. One of the last, the last thing I saw in the theaters was I'm not sure, but I, I haven't seen Us yet. But I want to see Us. Yeah, yeah, Have I gotta see it? that too. No, I haven't seen yeah. it. I gotta go see yeah. it. You know, uh, what's the other? You have Intruder, but then you have something else that you were working on. I think. Um, the Intruder Power. Oh, Jacob's Ladder was yes. another one with Michael Michael Ely and Jesse Williams Again, are starring with, in really? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play. Um, I tend to be really good at playing the best friend to um, handsome, light-skinned black men. Mm, okay. Listen. If you got if you got a thing, you know, you stick to it. The word is out. You want to put me in a box? Go ahead. Now, Jerry Ferrara, how's that working with him? Jerry Ferrara, come on. 
That's one of that's that's one of the greatest. It's one of New York's finest. And he's back. You know, he's back living in uh, at least in his old borough. So okay, um, he's great, man. Jerry Ferrara is a great person. He's mm. he's honestly he's a great easy person to be around and be be myself around. I'm I'm grateful when I'm in his presence. Him, Shane Johnson, who plays Cooper Sacks, is fantastic. He's he's a really great guy. Uh, Joey Perino. Joe Perino, forget it, forget about it. <laughs> My own. That's the guy. That's that's the man right there. Joe Perino. Mike Dopet, who plays Jason, is yeah. great. Bill Sage, who played Sammy, is uh, you know still a close friend. Really, just a great bunch of guys. Omar Scroggins, who plays mm -hmm. Spanky, mm -hmm. uh, has become a good friend. Um, just really grateful. Uh, Michael Ferguson, who plays Two Bit, is uh, his is a good guy, and his his role has been increasing, um, in a much bigger role in this upcoming season, and. Um, obviously, Rotimi Okonosho is fantastic in the show, and his and Dre has got an incredible storyline this season. So, it's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out for uh, for, uh, for Power. Now, I hope that Jacob's Ladder actually comes out because uh, Will Packer, who was the who produced sure. it, um, is uh, I, I don't know I don't know where they're going to find the audience uh, for it, but I hope they do. Hope it's Netflix, and I hope it comes out and you get to watch it. Yeah. Well, uh, Joseph Sakura Four. Mm-hmm. Those are for if you want to follow me. Also follow Mama Tried BK. Yeah, Mama Tried BK. It's your new uh, partnership, your new bar out in Brooklyn That's that right. you're a partner in. Um, you know, we, see, season six, Power, as we wind this episode down, uh, what could people look forward to? Um, things... Things going in different ways. I was surprised with every script. A lot of it took a lot of faith. Like, wow, this is happening in this way. But you got to trust. Courtney has produced an sure. incredible show. Are you done shooting? Um, no, uh, we shoot until June. Okay. Okay. Maybe June fifteenth. Okay. That's when June. June. That's right. The time people used to get out of school. Remember, like June. 20th, oh yeah. June twenty eighth, maybe it was. Right before I, my birthday, June twenty seventh. I remember when I was young. I remember that date. I used to throw my books in the in the sewer. Oh, and school ended. Yeah. Until one year, I found myself in summer school, and I was mm. like, "Fuck, I need that book back." Jesus, and they're so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Mom, mom, gave me a whooping on that. I, I, I'd say she would. But, uh, but you said season. Go deliver the fucking bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, oh my god, season six, God, You said a lot. You were surprised. You're still shooting. What'd you say? I was just surprised at the direction that the show has gone in certain uh, certain crossover themes. You're going to see a lot of different characters in scenes with people that they've never been in scenes with before. Uh, it's an incredibly wild ride. Mm, mm. Well, we look forward to it, man. First of all, like I said, uh, it's always good to have you up here. Third time returning guest. So let me tell you something. Three, Pete. The fourth time he comes, he's, we, we're going to pair My favorite number. We're going to pair him with somebody. Okay. We're going to pair him with somebody, whether it be a power person or whether it be... Uh, a different, uh, who knows? We'll figure it the fuck out. But let me tell you something, okay? It's always good to have you. Uh, I'm proud of you. It's it, it, it's 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 special. You're, you, look, you're a great guy, and I'm proud to call you a friend. You know? Yeah, I'm, it's great to have a friend like you too. And I got to say that you get yourself into part of your entrepreneurial spirit. It's a reason that I decided it's time to go out and try to true life after power. You know? Yeah, man. You you invested in Grillo's pickles, which yeah. are fantastic. Listen, it's 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 there, there's so many there's so many things like you know it's funny when we get to our age where we're at and you think about it and you have you've had a tremendous career, but life, there's always life after, 
And, what and we're hustlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you, you know, look, let me tell you something. You are cut from a cloth, even though you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to bother you with this deep dish pizza because it's only <laughs> once in a while. And Tenez, let me tell you something. I make fun of Chicago. And my grandmother, 98 years old, I send him videos of my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, just telling, saying that Chicago pizza sucks. I break his balls, yeah, you know? It's, but, and look, it, it's just, it's a different, it's, it is a different kind of pie. And I will say this: You can't beat New York bagels. No, no, no. I it's mean, the it's water. Impossible. It's the water. But see, see that Chicago says the same thing for the uh, for the for the pizza that it's the water pH in the water. That's why our crusts are so good. And I got to tell you, there's certain crusts that. And look, Tafaras, even though it's so com- you know, like everybody and their mother goes there, not I mean, that Jane, crust is so friggin' yeah. delicious. Yeah. Still, yeah. they get they got a winner there. It's a it's a winner. What what do you think about it? what do you where are you at now with the in terms of uh, tourist pies, um, Julianas or uh, Grimaldi's? Because I have to tell Grimaldi's you, Grimaldi's so tourist though. Oh, but... I, I got a piece of Julianas the other day, and it was fantastic. Yeah, I was like, this is really good. Grimaldi. I mean, it's such a tourist spot. I don't know what it is, but when things get hyped and get touristy, yeah, forget it. They, I don't even they, want to. I don't want to wait that line. It's not worth it. But we still have to go on a pizza run. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna go on the down the the the, the, the DL the, the 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 spots that like are, the are S- great. The yeah. DLSB. Absolutely. Yeah, forget about it. Let's say South Brooklyn. Internet's my friend Joseph Sakura. Okay, when you see him in the street, if you want to call him Tommy, call him Tommy. But say Joseph Sakura, I like you as Tommy. That might get you a hug. <laughs> See you next episode. Cheer. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get to working. Okay, And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay, you know, you could at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show on Twitter or Instagram, or for the last time I'll tell you, well, I'm not going to, it's not the last time, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com, and let's get to working. Cheers.